We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, thanks for sticking with me. Brian Mazurowski here with uh, another hour. BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. Joe is off today. I believe he's off. Headed to, I know he's headed to New York City. I don't know when this uh, game is. Joe is going to watch his beloved Virginia Tech football team play in Yankee Stadium. Do you know they're wearing a Yankees logo on their helmet when they play? So in 2021, our my good friend Joe Beamer is officially a Yankees fan because he's rooting for the team with the Yankees logo in Yankee Stadium. So he must he must be a Yankees fan and a Green Bay Packers fan because he bought uh, one of these shares of the Green Bay Packers that does nothing but, you know, fund the team and their improvements. He's buying them like another year of Aaron Rodgers through his donation to the Packers. So Joe, Yankees and Packers fan, uh, will be back with us <laughs> next week on this program. Uh, as for me, I'm here with you throughout the rest of the day. Thanks for uh, sticking along on uh, Maz and Beamer. Y- you know, uh, a lot of, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, you know, you get happy. It's like last week. Do you remember at the end of last week? We were talking about, and by the way, I had a, a lot of people, I never addressed this on Monday. People were asking me if I was wearing sweatpants to work, like I said I would last week. You know, when the Buffalo school superintendent was wearing sweatpants during his big news conference, and I said I was inspired that, you know, maybe this is the jump I need to wear some sweatpants into work. You know, did you actually go through with it, Brian? I didn't. I, I can't do it. I still can't do it. I can't bring myself to sweat. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. Last show of the year for me. Uh, Maybe I'll do sweatpants at work. I was wearing some camo pants on Monday, which is about as close as I'll get. You'll see me wear those a lot, you know, outside of the office, usually never inside the office. But I was going with that. But, you know, you get some of these things that are it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Right. And on one hand, it just drives you nuts listening to it. On the other hand, you say, well, you know, at least we got something to talk about at nine o'clock. Right. And one of those things happened yesterday when Erie County gave its uh, update on COVID that it does uh, about every week now. And the county executive uh, was talking. And, uh, yeah, we'll get to what you heard in Randy's newscast about the overtime uh, there in just a moment. Uh, But it was more than just that. County Executive uh, Mark Polenkars yesterday giving his COVID update. I... Well, I'll just let you listen to these uh, clips. Now, this is not unedited, 
uh, removed a little bit, but this is all within, you know, 10 minutes of each other. This is Mark Polenkars yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, we set another record yesterday. Uh, yesterday was another new record daily high of total cases in a 24-hour period of 1,368 new COVID-19 cases, uh, with the positivity rate for yesterday being slightly over 17%, 17 17.1%. The total new cases per 100,000 over the past seven days is now 634, the highest we've ever seen. And uh, unfortunately, what we are seeing is probably to be expected with the Omicron variant, as we'll get into, which is much more uh, transmissible than the Delta or the original Alpha variant. In fact, on December 27th, yesterday, for the uh, 43% of the rapid uh, Abbott ID Now tests uh, that were run at our Erie County Department of Health testing clinic came back positive. Uh, That is a very, very high one for the rapid tests. We implemented the mask mandate to prevent our hospitals from being overrun. It is working. It has continued to work. Our hospitals are starting to have additional beds that are freed up. It's been more than one month since we implemented the mask mandate, and we continue to see declining hospital populations for our COVID-19 patients, as well as the number of beds that become available. Uh, And our hospital rates with regards to COVID-19 are decreasing at a higher rate than any other area of Western New York, excuse me, of New York State. So that's a good thing because we're seeing those numbers skyrocket in uh, New York City and Long Island and in the Hudson Valley. And, And we went through a Delta wave, and right now we are not seeing a bad Omicron wave with regards to hospitalizations. We need to keep it that way. So we believe the mask mandate has made a difference. Okay, again, that's Erie County Executive Mark Polenkars yesterday saying that the county is seeing a record number of COVID cases, a huge number. And also saying in that same briefing that the mask mandate is working as intended. I, I feel like I, I don't ask for much. All I'm asking for is, you know, what's the old saying? You know, someone peeing on your leg and telling you it's raining? Right. I, but can I just get a break with this? I mean, come on. How? Tell me a sensible person who's going to listen to those two comments. We have a record number of COVID cases. After a month of the mask mandate, we have a record number of COVID cases in our area. And that mask mandate is working. Wait, what? I, who? <laughs> who are we? Who is who is listening to those two things? Say, yep, yep, checks out. Yeah, well, well, well it's working. It's, it's, come on. The intention of the mask mandate. Okay, yes, you can stretch that truth. You know, it, great wordplay there. That is, you know, what attorneys do, right? A lawyer, you shuffle around words. So that's great wordplays there. The end result of that mask mandate is to reduce the amount of people in the hospital. I mean, so, yeah, technically that's right. But you do that by reducing the amount of people who get the virus. And that's the idea behind it. 
We're going to make everyone wear a mask while they're in public. That way, less people would get the virus. So then less people would end up in the hospital. So now we're trying to bend our logic here to take that middle step and completely reverse it, where we're going to have people wear a mask in public and way more people are getting COVID, uh, but there's less people in the hospital. All right, just because point, you know, start point and end point are the same doesn't mean that, you know, the middle connects the two. If, if, if we were sitting here and saying mask mandate goes into place, the idea is to stop people from spreading COVID in public places, indoors. And we saw the cases go down after the mask mandate was in place. And then hospitalization numbers went down. Now that would be point A to point C. It all kind of strings along, right? But you can't just totally mix up point B and tell us something different. So if we mask mandates in place, case numbers are way up, but the hospitalization number is going down. Well, then that means something different. That doesn't mean A caused C. That means something else caused C. Hopefully it's what we're seeing all over the place, right? Omicron, not as severe. And that's the goal. It's amazing how, you know, so many people, and I think back to Mon- Monday's show where I talked about the, uh, you know, the naysayers of the fans at the airport, right? Fans coming to greet the Bills, coming back to the airport. And, you know, it's a cool sight. And you always have those people say, oh, you know, can we stop it with this? This is, I think it's those same people who look at all the news and uh, all the studies that have happened over the last month or so that shows us that this Omicron variant has a less severe effect on you. Good news, right? Who look at the CDC reducing the isolation time for someone who has a positive COVID test from 10 days to five. That's good news. That's getting back to your life. And yet there's still people who look at all that and say, oh, you know, oh, no, that's terrible. That's I don't even believe it. You know, as people just don't want to believe good news. I, are we still in denial about this? But I, how am I supposed to? I, I just, come on. I mean, who, who do you take us all for? With rising number of COVID, the COVID cases are going uh, through the roof. And our mask mandate is working. I mean, you know. We don't need that. We, that's, in what world does that make sense? I don't know. In what world does that make sense? And also, it, it, you could go further with this. You know, they talked about the style of mask. Well, you know, cloth mask, surgical mask, I, they might not be good enough. You really need this KN95 or you need an N95 mask. Uh, to really be effective against the new variant. And yet we're still talking about masks working, even though nobody is using those masks. How many people do you see wearing those masks out in public? I'll tell you what I see when I walk into the gym. uh, A bunch of people wearing masks of all different shapes and sizes under their chin. I tell you what I see when I walk into a store 
is uh, people wearing a whole bunch of different cloth masks with, you know, a gaping uh, space all around the nose and mouth, right? So if those don't work, and then we're still being told, oh, the mask mandate's working. I mean, just come on. Can I be reasoned with? I, and I really do think that if we just stuck to what's happening and we didn't try and twist everything to say, well, no, this, this means I was right. No matter what, you know, the numbers show, you could be right or wrong, but it always means, you know, right. That means I was right. I mean, it really just damages credibility to everything. So you had that yesterday. And then on top of it, you had this question of overtime. And it was a very interesting back and forth. The county executive was asked about, and, you know, the health commissioner to an extent, too, was asked about this because she was there, too. But he was asked about overtime paid to health commissioner Gail Burstein over the course of the pandemic. $336,000 plus in overtime and comp time on top of a fixed salary of over $200,000. Is that reasonable? I, I mean, is, is that okay? I mean, that was the question, especially when that is not being done anywhere across the state. Now, the question, and I'll play for you here, the question and the response. The question was asked by Hannah Bueller. She's over at Channel 7. And she later pointed out on Twitter that the only other health director in the state who collected overtime is in Greene County. The director of public health there made $3,100 in 2020. So the only other health director in the state who made overtime made $3,000. And we're talking about somebody who has made $300,000 in overtime. So it's a fair question. Here's the exchange as it happened yesterday. Today, the Erie County Comptroller released a report claiming that the health commissioner's collection of COVID overtime, he says, is illegal. He cites two different things on that. One is an CSEA contract, which states anyone with a medical degree is not supposed to be collecting overtime. And another thing he says is the New York public health law stating her income is fixed by the legislature, thus not able for any additional revenue. So I'm just looking for a response on this and why Dr. Burstein is the only health director or commissioner in the state who has collected overtime during this pandemic. Uh, you know, in less than 84 hours, the people of Erie County will actually have a controller who focuses on the fiscal responsibility and provides facts to the public instead of his continual misinformation and lies. First off, Regarding CSEA contract, Dr. Burstein is not a CSEA employee. Those are union employees. She's a managerial confidential employee who is not salaried because there's only salaried employees in Erie County are the elected officials. Every single uh, non-elected official is entitled to overtime. It's been like that for a long time. It was actually set by a Republican county executive to do that. And secondly, this has been cleared over and over that every employee that worked COVID-19 duty since the beginning of the pandemic was entitled to overtime 
except for the elected officials because we don't get anything other than a set salary. The salaries are not set by the legislature. There is a, a base salary, but they can earn more based on overtime amounts. It's like that for every employee. The, the sheriff's office actually has the highest amount of overtime compared to any department or office in Erie County. The controller never criti criticizes it. The undersheriff will qualify for overtime. All of the, the chiefs and so forth will qualify for overtime, and if they do the work, they're entitled to it. It's gotten so bad. Let me just say this. It's gotten so bad, the Comptroller filed a claim with the U.S. Department of Treasury's Office of Inspector General, and he's attacking our health commissioner and no one else. Well, you know what? The U.S. Department of Treasury Office of Inspector General came back and said, it's okay. Overtime qualifies. In less than five days, the people of Erie County will have a new Comptroller, and one who has not publicly come out and already said he's been hired as a paid political operative by the former chief of staff to Chris Collins. That was announced at the end of November. Is the controller getting paid a salary right now to be a paid political operative while working for the people <laughs> of Erie County? Seriously, you can't trust a damn thing he said. As the former controller, I know some of the civil servants that are downstairs that have been there since Alfreda Slominski, the gold standard, who I'll remind the people of Erie County is a Republican, oh, a conservative Republican, and did not endorse the controller when he ran for re-election, nor did he end she endorse him for his race for supervisor. The civil service employees are waiting for a day in which they actually have a controller who's going to report on facts. I'm sick of his lies. I'm sick of his misleading things. You're going to pretend, you're going to hear from him for a long time because he's going to be out there as the voice of Republican political candidates across the board. Every one of his attacks since the end of November should be looked at with a grain of salt because he's being hired as a paid political operative by the former chief of staff to Chris Collins, who's attacked people locally on political campaigns here. It's false. It's a lie. It's BS. It doesn't pass the smell test, and you guys keep on reporting it. This is not a two-sides issue. It's a lie. He has nothing to stand on except self-aggrandizing when you report the stuff that he does as if it's the facts. It's not. He announces audits. You never hear from the audit again because he gets the BS associated with an announcement of an audit, and he never does the audit. As the former controller, I'm saddened to what happened to that office. But I know there's good people downstairs who are looking forward to January 1st and when they actually have an individual in the office of controller who's going to run it with dignity and respect and focus on the facts and the financial issues associated with Erie County. Not someone who proudly announced after running for two offices in a row that he lost that he got hired as a paid political operative. Folks, open up your eyes. See what's going on down there. When I was county controller, I gave credit to Chris Collins when his administration did something correct. I gave credit to the administration of Joel Giambra when they did something correct. I also criticized them when it was appropriate. And when the criticism is appropriate, I'll take it. So we'll go back and we'll look at it. This is not appropriate. It is unfair. Hell, it's probably even anti-Semitic knowing him because he's not criticizing anyone else. He's just criticizing our Jewish health commissioner. It's over with. And I hope the rest of the media understands that whatever bullshit he's going to push over the next few days, 
Remember, he's being paid by Big Dog Strategies to be a paid political operative, and he might be paid right now. And the people of Erie County will never know it because he'll never tell us the truth. And the first time he tells us, the next time he tells us the truth in Erie County will be the first time he told us the truth is Erie County. Simple as that. All right, so he was a little fired up. Mark Polencar is the Erie County executive. I didn't answer the question, though, about overtime. Is it appropriate? Uh, should it be happening? Why is she the only one throughout the state? I mean, certainly not the only health director, health commissioner across the state who is putting in hours and working very hard over the last two years. But why is uh, she the only one who's getting overtime and, and to the extent of over $300,000? Uh, you mentioned lies. You know, oh, you take these lies and you report it. Well, what's the, what is the lie? Did she not receive over $336,000 in overtime? Uh, that wasn't disputed. So I don't know where the lie is. I think it's a very reasonable question. <laughs> Why does somebody who makes a significant sum of money on an annual basis need to be paid almost an equal amount in overtime? Who makes overtime? Who deserves to? Where do you draw the line on that? Is some warranted? Where's the overkill? And why don't we get a straight answer? Your call is 803-0930. When we come back, BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Welcome back here. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. Just uh, me, Brian Mesrowski, hanging out with you for the next half hour or so. Uh, we're talking about the county executive's briefing yesterday in Erie County where Mark Polencars got heated. He was asked about the overtime paid to Health Commissioner Gal Burstein over the past two years. Burstein has been paid over $336,000 in overtime during the pandemic. That's on top of a salary of $209,000. And he was asked by a reporter, you know, why? <laughs> Basically, why? Uh, this is unprecedented across New York State. No one else in this position is making overtime to this extent, there is one other person making overtime, but it was about $3,000 uh, last year. Here's part of his answer. Folks, open up your eyes. See what's going on down there. When I was county controller, I gave credit to Chris Collins when his administration did something correct. I gave credit to the administration of Joel Giambra when they did something correct. I also criticized them when it was appropriate. And when the criticism is appropriate, I'll take it. So we'll go back and we'll look at it. This is not appropriate. It is unfair. Hell, it's probably even anti-Semitic knowing him because he's not criticizing anyone else. He's just criticizing our Jewish health commissioner. All right, there's Erie County Executive Mark Polkars. Had to double check, you know, bringing race into this. I was expecting an update from Kreiner Cash yesterday on Buffalo Schools. That's usually his game, um, but it wasn't him. It was the county executive. Uh, and really putting on blast the outgoing county comptroller, Stefan Mihailu. He's repeatedly talked about the overtime issue in the past year. Uh, you know, I want to bring a, a few points on this. And, you know, there's no lost love between the two. And, hey, if Mark Polenkars wants to come out and, and put on blast Stefan Mihailu, that's his choice. I, I wouldn't fault him at all for doing that. 
I mean, the same thing has been done the opposite way over and over again. Well, for as long as I've been working here. So I, I don't know if there's fault in that. You want to attack this guy, you know, go right ahead. But don't tie the issues together. You know, in attacking the person you don't like working in the same building, I, I, I mean, that doesn't mean that this isn't a legitimate question. Usually, you don't get much off Twitter. But every now and then, someone comes through with a good comment. I, I think this encapsulates the whole thing. Somebody uh, tweeting at us, I've never heard of someone in an executive position getting overtime, and I've never met one who didn't work overtime too. <laughs> and I think that you know really rings true for everybody. You know why is this amount of overtime work acceptable? What were the duties being done to get this pay? Could those duties have been done by somebody else? Three hundred thirty-six thousand dollars over a year and a half, on top of a two hundred and nine thousand dollars salary. How many people could have been hired with that money to do these duties? I mean, was that possible? We don't know. The question wasn't answered. And it is a legitimate question. And on the topic of the comptroller, uh, polling cars said yesterday, uh, in just a few days, you know, we'll have a new comptroller in here. And I have a feeling that uh, Kevin Hardwick would not like the idea or the insinuation that he's going to come in as comptroller and just, you know, kind of say, yeah, $300,000 and over, this seems right to me, whatever. I, I don't pay any attention to that. I mean, is that really what he's expecting? I don't think that's the case. In fact, we've had Kevin on multiple times on WBEN over the past, you know, months, over the past year. This has been an issue. And he's said repeatedly, yeah, this is absolutely something that should be looked into it is money from the taxpayer that's being used is it being misused i it's hard to say it's not just looking at the surface you know maybe we can get a few more details well how exactly what was this overtime work like hey i think most people are understanding it was a pretty hectic time to be a health commissioner for a large county. I'm sure that everyone was working more. And a lot of people did get overtime. You know, the county executive points out that the bulk of the overtime pay over the pandemic has been to the sheriff's department. And he's right. The problem is, it's not always great to compare an entire office to one person. Because that's what you have to do to balance out the overtime pay. Let's head to the phones. Uh, we'll go to Brenda in Buffalo. You're on WBEN. How's your holidays going, Brenda? It's going very well. Very well. Very well. Uh, very well. Good to hear. Good to hear. What's on your mind? Yeah, what I have to say in regards to uh, Bernstine, good for her. She has a job. The pandemic, we're in a pandemic, which is not a nine-to-five thing. It's 24 hours. Someone has to do the job. Do they have people qualified, first of all, to do it in order to take the overtime pay from her? She is making money. She's making money, and then at the end of the year, 
she's got to pay taxes. Now, that's where I would have the problem. If she's not paying taxes on the money, then I would see an issue with it. But it's a job that I myself could not do and, and wouldn't want at this time because she's getting all type of backlash. But I find it, like I said, I find it as bullying, and it's uh, bullying in the adult form. I, I wonder, Brenda, is there a line for you for overtime? Because we all deal with this in the workplace, right? Um, I'm not eligible to get overtime. If you're going to look at her job, I think you need to look at a lot more other jobs. Because I'm going to tell you right now, when I worked for the Board of Education, the engineers got a budget. Many of the engineers got a budget that was not really, they were supposed to hire people to come in and clean the schools. However, a lot of times, there was only that one engineer that cleaned the whole school. So, therefore, there was money that was there that was not being questioned. So there is things I think you need to really, if you're going to look at her job, maybe you need to look at a few other jobs and then come down on all of them. I, I don't disagree with you. Uh, but my question to you is where do you think the line is with, uh, I mean, is it fair to say an exorbitant amount of overtime? I mean, over a quarter million dollars in this period? Where do you draw the line of who gets paid for extra work put in? Because the way I look at it, and you can tell me if you look at it differently, if you're paid a sum of money over $200,000 to do a job, I hours don't really count at that point. And that's regardless of whether you're on a salary or whether you put in hours. If I'm being paid six figures to do something, that's, you know, you do the job no matter how many hours you're working and you get paid what you get paid. You're not getting paid more because you stayed after a little bit. Well, you know what? I find uh, with the job, we uh, all, all know what uh, when she took the job she knew what it was but however they do many places say oh if you do overtime it's, it's time and a half or something like that so they already know that that's already there so really I think you need to look at the from the very top the person that's actually putting out the wages and finding out <laughs> are they really are they really doing what they're you know is that really necessary to pay that amount for overtime for overtime uh pay instead of just letting them work and make that regular salary well hey brenda appreciate the call and glad to hear you're having a good holiday so uh, thanks for listening uh we'll go to chris in hamburg chris you're on wben hey good morning how are you not bad how's it going pretty good hey um i just you know i, I guess i have a problem with, um, I, I think the way Poland Cards comes across so many times, and he just doesn't seem to get it ever since he's taken this job. Um, it's the way he, he handles responses. I mean, people have a right to know how she's making it, um, how she's making this money. Again, we are in an unprecedented time. Okay, we, I'm sure she never saw this coming. Poland Cards never saw this coming. We didn't see it coming. So, I get, again, I get it. Her job is different. She's a physician. She's, you know, the head of, um, you know, the head of the health department. I get that, okay, but at the same time, we have a right to know, as as taxpaying, um, you know, Erie County residents, how this money is being spent. Um, we have a right to, to, to ask these questions for him to get uh, all upset about this. Um, you know, people are losing jobs. People are, you know, you know, all over, not just in Western New York. You know, all all over the nation, okay, all over the world, but. Um, I have a. I just. I think I have more of a problem with how he handles this and how he comes across. Um, and again, then to throw the 
the comment at the very end, which, you know, I should be surprised, but it seems more typical for him to throw the anti-Semitic comment at the end, I think just really, really, really kind of set me off. Yeah, not the first time that's happened either, Chris. I, you know, to your, I think you're hitting on the right thing here because the way I'm looking at this, one is I just wouldn't expect somebody making that amount of money, no matter how the pay is divvied up, whether it's an hourly rate or a salary or any exempt, not exempt. I just wouldn't expect anyone to put in overtime. I, I would personally kind of feel like stealing if I'm making six figures and also putting in overtime for something else for doing my job. But aside from that, I think what you're getting at is the question. The question was not answered. And how about putting the question like this? $336,000 with that money, we could have an additional 33,000 tests, rapid tests available for people in Erie County. I think what we want to know is that money, how can you show us that it's been better spent on overtime for one person than getting, say, 33,000 tests for people in Erie County? And I think that should be a simple thing to do. Yeah, and again, the, the, the female before me, she, she was – she was very level-headed in the way she she presented this, and I, I agree with her. You know that we we don't know exactly what's involved with her job, and you know she's paying taxes. You know we get that, and I understand and accept that. But I mean, okay, if Gail Burstein is the is the head, I mean, is it possible that some of her duties, and I'm you know finger quotes duties, could have been distributed to people beneath her? And again, people people are people are really crunching you know pennies and dimes here um, to, to kind of get through this. And it just, it kind of flies in the face. You know, it's when, you know, you hear stories about, you know, some, some Buffalo, you know, uh, a police officer or a sheriff or somebody who's earning all this overtime. And then that becomes a big, you know, again, I'm not, and I'm, you know, I'm not putting them down either because it, it happens. And, but, you know, that's brought to light. And again, again, with, I think it's just, it's being magnified just because of the time that we are in right now where, you know, people are really hurting financially. And, um, to, you know, again, for her to be making that, you know, $200,000 a year, and then to, it, that's, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And, again, I, I think, it, again, I'm not saying she doesn't deserve it. She's got a very hard, very tough job. Again, unprecedented. I, I, I give her that. Okay. But, again, I, I think I have more of a problem with how the question was answered or not answered. And, again, to it, it's just – it's. How it was answered was very, very immature and very childish. And again, again, I, I should shouldn't be surprised with how how Poland Cars comes across. But he just does this all the time. This is nothing new. Chris, I appreciate the call. Appreciate the tone as well. And I think that that is right. That's the right tone. And you can have some people, talk, you know, people get all hot headed. But I, I think Chris really strikes the right tone there. Listen, nobody is going to sit here and argue that over the past nearly two years now, there hasn't been more work that needs to be done by somebody who's in her position. Okay? No, I mean, no one's going to argue. There is, of course, more work. But there is a question as to, well, you know, this is a lot of money given to one person. Right? I mean, an extra, I mean, an almost doubling of the salary <laughs> over that two years. Uh, can we just kind of see if it's worth it? 
And can we acknowledge that maybe, you know, we've been pointing the finger at people, uh, uh, you know, left and right for over the past two years. You know, right, we've had this tone of, you know, are you or aren't you doing the right thing? Are you or aren't you helping us out? And, And then we've also had this refrain of, you know, listen, we're all in this together. Right, well, we all, you know, let's just hold out a little bit longer. How many times have we heard that before? I feel like I heard that again yesterday. Just a little bit longer, just a little extra push. You know, just uh, living like this and we can do it. And we're all doing it together. Well, wait a second. We're not all in this together equally. And to pretend so is to ignore reality. The fact of the matter is... People listening to this know that we're listening to somebody who has made over the last year and a half an extra $336,000. And again, maybe that money is well-deserved. And if it is, more power to you. I don't know because I didn't get an answer yesterday as to exactly how that's deserved. But, you know, maybe let's go under the assumption it's well-deserved. You know, great. But do you expect the average person in western New York to listen to somebody who's making over $200,000 and then an additional, I mean, we're talking about nearly a million dollars here. Say, oh, we're all in this, you know, we're all struggling with the same thing. No, we're not. The person struggling to get to work while not having their kids in school for most of last year, in part because of the overzealous amount of restrictions being placed on them, who is now, because they can't get to work, struggling to figure out how they're going to pay the mortgage next month, or how we're going to have as happy of a Christmas as we did two years ago, is not in the same position. We're not in this together of the person making six figures in overtime. And it is part of the problem of this whole thing. And you wonder why people are are so sick and tired of this, of why, oh, oh, people aren't listening to the... Who wants to listen to somebody perched up high? If you're making even half... A third, a quarter of this amount of money over the past two years, you are sitting pretty. You have no problem staying home, getting food delivered to you, getting all your Amazon packages delivered to you. We'll order to take out. It'll be fun. We'll go into the guest room, (laughs) camp out for the night. You've had no problem over the past two years. You're not living like the majority of Western New Yorkers. And for some reason, to not connect the dots, you know, it's like trying to, it's not surprising then that we say, we have a record number of cases, so our mask mandate is working. You know, we all have trouble connecting these dots, apparently. To not connect the dots of, why is my message not connecting with all the people I'm talking about? It's because you're not living the same life 
at all. Why are people so concerned, you know, over and over again about this overtime? Over and over, because that's more money than most people are going to see in the next decade being given out in extra money over 18 months. Why are people so concerned about it? That's why. Because that's more money than most people can fathom. The people you're talking to. To not see why it's not a big deal to most people is to have a disconnect from reality. And it's not a crazy question. The question is, hey, can we just see, you know, why is this money spent this way? Why was this a good investment? It's not a racist question. Let's <laughs> say, hey, we're giving over a quarter million dollars to one person. Instead of hiring, say, five other people. Instead of buying 33,000 tests. I, it, <laughs> We're not even going to not answer the question, but, you know, we'll call the question uh, racist. And like I said, this is not even a, I don't blame Mark Polencars for blowing up on Stefan Mihailu. I probably would, too, if I was in that position. If I had someone down the hall at my throat for the last five years, yeah, he wouldn't be my favorite person either. That doesn't mean that this is not a legitimate question. That doesn't mean that when that position changes and someone from your same political party who you're more friendly with is now in charge of overlooking how the county spends their money, that they shouldn't be asking that question too. But, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it was almost like, you know, we're not, we're not expected to put two and two together, right? I mean, it, that's what I came away from yesterday with. Is that I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm being told that I, I can't connect any dots myself because no dots were being connected there. I don't know. Again, not unreasonable questions. You want to hear the full answer again, you can do so WBEN. Dot com is where you'll find that. You know, I'm hoping for a calmer day tomorrow. It'll be my last day of uh, 2021. It's exciting. Joe won't be here. Joe's in New York. He texted me. He's in New York City today. That bowl game is today. Um, and he confirmed he is now a Yankees and Packers fan. So you can take that up with him when he comes back. Thanks for listening. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.